Yes and is a mantra that can be applied to every aspect of your life. These two words are ground zero for all creativity. These two words will help you shut down fear. These two words can change your life if you'll let them. Yes, I'm serious. And this podcast is on a mission to show you how. I'm Judy Holler, the host of Yes And. If Dr. Dre and Amy Poehler had a baby, um, that would basically be me. Listen, if you're looking for a no BS approach to life, business, and your mental health, then you are in the right place. So welcome to Yes And, where we smash comfort zones and navigate the unscripted stage of everyday life together. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 48 of Yes And with Judy Holler. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And uh, this episode is going to be oh so much fun. You are going to love my guest today, who is a total fear boss badass, by the way. Today, you're going to meet... Pam Eel, who is the former CMO at the NBA. That's right, the NBA, as in the National Basketball Association. And let me tell you, her story, her vibe, and her outlook on life is oh so empowering. But first, before I get into our interview and introduce you to Pam, a few things. Number one, I've got to shout out our fear boss of the week and legit. Legit. This is one of my favorite things to do each week. I love reading your reviews. It gives me life and they mean so much. And especially, especially if I'm having a tough day, which everything going on in the world lately can be a lot of days sometimes. So when I go through and read your reviews, it just gives me life. So seriously, thank you. It means the world. And to podcasters, they are massively important. So thank you sincerely. Now, sometimes I scroll back into the archives and I dig deep for a review. And sometimes I pick the last one that was written. But this week I am picking Miss Libby Knight. Libby Knight writes, light that fire, girl. She says, I've been so ready to start a podcast and listening to you, I realized No one has done it like me before, so I am gonna do it. Thank you for the encouragement and lighting that fire under my booty. Well, Libby Knight, I am so excited to hear you want to start a podcast, and you're exactly right. Whether you want to start a podcast, become a speaker, write a book, coach, teach, train, whatever it is, yes, there are a lot of people who have done all of the things. But no one has done it your way and no one ever will because no one is you, my dear. And this is your power. So, yes, light that fire, girl, and keep me posted. Now, Libby, since you're our Fear Boss of the Week, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Send me your best mailing address or email me at hello at judyholler.com. And I'm going to put a little surprise in the mail for you. And if you want to be our next Fear Boss of the Week, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. It takes just a few seconds and you get a chance to win. All right. Now, I couldn't go any further before I bring on Pam. 
I have to remind you that the Vibe and Thrive Planner is freaking here. Oh my God, Fear Boss, this planner is the real deal and it's a dream come true for me uh, personally and professionally. Listen, if, if there is one thing that has changed my life the most over the last five years, it is hands down goal-focused planning. By working in 90-day windows with small daily actions, yo, I have transformed my life, my business, and my bank account, even through a global pandemic. And now I'm peeling back the curtain and I'm showing you how I do it. So if you're ready, if you're ready to finally turn those dreams of yours into actual freaking goals with the science-backed approach of working in smaller windows, you just found your new best friend. So it's going to help you. This planner, the Vibe and Thrive Planner and the Vibe and Thrive System will help you succeed at world-class levels. The planner is undated. It works in 90-day windows and it is spiral-bound. So it opens beautifully. There are monthly planning pages, weekly planning pages, daily pages, my favorite part, with morning and evening prompts. And there are also quarterly and monthly review pages and thought-provoking questions throughout the planner. Because at the end of the day, your vibe, your energy, mentally, physically, emotionally, affects your ability to thrive in this life. Like you cannot have one without the other. This planner will light the way. This process will light the way. And P.S. I'm also, the planner starts shipping December 1st. So by the time you're listening to this, you could order it. Uh, and I will link up to everything in the show notes or jump onto my Instagram. I am talking about it all over the place because we are obsessed. But I'm also running a mastermind, a live mastermind with me, taught by me, yours truly, that is going to begin on December 30th, that magical time between Christmas and New Year's. And it'll be a four-week program every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, in a private live Facebook group experience. And I am going to walk you through what goal-focused planning is, why it matters, and how I do it. I am going to hold your hand step-by-step step and teach you and show you the way you'll get a chance to get some live coaching from me and ask me questions. And all of this can be found in the show notes. You can sign up to register. Registration closes, by the way, for the mastermind uh, on December 28th at noon, and we won't open again until the spring class. So if you want to get in now and kick off 2021 like a real OG fear boss, let's do it. Click the link in the bio to get signed up. I'd love to see you there and make sure you get a copy of your Vibe and Thrive Planner and tag me on Instagram when you do. We are so excited to see how you use it. But the bottom line is this, you do not have to be last on your own list. You don't have to be crazy busy. You don't have to be overwhelmed. You don't have to wait for someday. Now is the time and this planner, the Vibe and Thrive process will light the way. Okay, let's dig into my interview with the vibrant, smart, funny, high vibe, and super cool Pam Eel. So let me give you a little backstory on me and Pam. So I met Pam in October this year, 2020, when we were both hired by Ring Central to participate in a panel discussion around empowering women to sort of create breakthroughs and 
transcend barriers in their lives and in their professional careers. And I immediately loved Pam's vibe. And when we got done with the panel, we went off the air. It was this highly produced virtual event, by the way. And she said to me, she goes, girl, you are a hoot. I just love your energy. And the feeling was mutual. So I, like a fear boss does, I conducted a fear experiment and I reached out to her and I said, hey, would you want to be on the Yes And podcast? To which she immediately said, heck yes, girl. So here we are today. Now, Pam is a boss. She is a marketing veteran and former CMO, CMO at the National Basketball Association, where she was responsible for global marketing for the NBA, the WNBA and the NBA G League. With more than 30 years of experience, Pam is best known for her ability to modernize brands, and she is recognized as an industry leader for her expertise in brand management, marketing strategy, creative development, and media and sponsorships. Pam serves on several boards, the board of the Ad Council and Child Fund International, and she is a mainstay of industry publications, award lists, and conference keynotes and panels. After Pam retired from the NBA, she started Pam Eel Consulting to continue spreading her expertise and love of marketing. Dude, her background is impressive, but her ability to rise up against the odds is even more so. We are going to talk about on this episode, we're going to talk about living and working in spaces that inspire you and how important that is. We're going to talk about failure and why she hates talking about failure. We talk about how she rose the ranks in her career, not only as a female, but as a black female in a male dominated NBA. We'll talk about how she manifested, yes, manifested her role as the CMO of the NBA. We'll talk about her perspective on vibing and thriving, and we'll find out her answer to the ongoing battle in our Ohio-Chicago household here in Ohio. Is it Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Who's her guy? So buckle up, fear boss. This one is oh so fun. Here is my conversation with the inspiring and empowering Pamiel. All right, Pam, how are you? I am so glad to have you here on the Yes And show. Welcome. Thank you, Judy. I'm so excited to be here with you. Your your energy is so great. And um, I think we're going to have a really good time together. Oh, I, I I agree. So I sent Pam like some show prep last night and her email response was literally just one line. It said, Okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I love that you're here and you got your gloss on and you got you. You have such a vibe there in your new home. Oh. office. Can we talk about that? Like we're going to put video clips up for your boss, as you know. Sure. So you'll see some of Pam's office. But if you're listening right now, Pam and I kind of started off talking about the power of really working and living in space that inspires you, that you love, and that you can kind of wrap yourself around. So Pam, talk to me about how important your environment is to success. So, so, So like many people in your audience, I had corporate offices all my life. I had 40 years in corporate America, and I always had a place that someone else gave me. So I'm now retired. I, I now have my own business. I now work from my home. And I just bought a new house during the pandemic. And one of the things that I was set to do, and Judy, I, don't tell anybody this, 
but I used to share an office with my husband. That was horrible, horrible. We both wanted to use it at the same time. It just didn't work. So in the new house, I was determined to get my own space. And what you see here, you can only see a piece of it, but this is the space I decided to envelop myself in. Mm. I need creative um, surroundings. I need to be inspired. You can't see this, but I have inspirational um, things on my wall. Last year, I just walked the Camino Trail in Spain. It was the very last trip I took uh, before COVID. And I have the shell from the Camino right here is what I look at every morning when I come in my office before I open my email, before I do anything. So I needed that. And you know how you, this is one thing I didn't tell you. You know how you um, have all these awards and all these things that people gave you. I'm very grateful for all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But when I decided what to put on my walls, I wanted art. I wanted things that I loved, pieces that I loved that would normally be in other pieces of the house. So I put art on my walls and I took all the stuff that people gave me, like, congratulations, Pam. And I put it down here on the floor. It's under this really big table. So if you sit in my lounge chairs, you see it. But if you're on a Zoom, you don't. (laughs) Because that's not what I want to showcase. I want to showcase the beauty of what inspires me, not the stuff that I, you know, that I did in the past. So it's, it's so important to have your surroundings inspire you that way. Mm. And it works. It absolutely works. I get my best ideas sitting in this space, sitting in those big comfy chairs, um, just thinking about what I want to do next. Oh my God. I love this so much. And, you know, one of the things we're always talking about in our community is that your vibe directly affects your ability to thrive in this life. And and I talk about your vibe. I'm not just talking about good vibes only. No, I'm talking about your mental health, your emotional health, all of that really affects your ability to do big things in this life. So, you know, when we think about our environments, you know, I, like you have always poured my heart into creating beautiful spaces to to work in and to live in. And this is even when I didn't have money, you know, like started from the bottom. Now I'm here, like came up from nothing, (laughs) like a girl from North County, St. Louis, nobody in my family have went, has went to school on the first college. And, and so I have made really beautiful spaces, um, even in times of, of disruption and times of yes. lack. So one of the things I love to put in, in my space as well, and I'm wondering if you have a practice like this as well. And we shared, shared some time together on the ring channel. So, you know, we, we got to know each other there and I knew instantly when I met you, I'm like, I got to get Pam on the show. A, the <laughs> boss community is going to love her, but you, your career and what you've done and how you continue to rise up is just inspiring, inspiring. And we're going to talk about that, but I heard you mention vision boarding and like, we talked a little bit about that on the panel and maybe it was Katie. So I'm curious do you do any sort of like vision boarding? Do you have anything like that up in your office? Or is it like you're more of your photos and your collections from your travels that that keep you inspired? Um, I, I don't have a vision board because I don't want the visual pressure. That's what I call it. I don't want that visual pressure of what I have promised myself I'm going to do every single day. <laughs> what I want is the mental. I respect um, that. 
checklist yeah. that this is the stuff you need to do to do what you want to do. And so I don't have that up in here. What I do have in here is a big old map of the world. Ooh. And it's marked with every place that I've been, every place that my husband and I have been together, but also every place that we've been separate. And I want to continue to fill that map in. That's, that's inspiring to me. So if I'm thinking about my vision of what I want to do, it relates to how do you do what you want to do and still get what you want? And a lot of people, Judy, believe it's wrong to think about how do you get what you want? Let me tell you, if you're not thinking about how you get what you want, nobody's thinking about it. So why no, in the world would you do that? Yes. And I, think about I could it not agree day. more. <laughs> I think about it every day. I, I mapped my career that way. I knew it. You didn't ask me this, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. I mapped my career in increments of I'm going to retire from this company. I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to go to this company. I'm going to get this title and I am going to retire from this company and I am going to go work on boards. I had a 10 year plan that led me to where I am right now, which is exactly where I wanted to be. I didn't have it up on a board. I had it here and I, it, it was with me every single day. So um, I would say to your listeners and to your viewers, Know what you want, girl, and go get it <laughs> because that's the only way it's going to happen. And have the people around you, the things around you, the books around you that are going to inspire you and help you get there because you're going to need help. You can't do it by yourself. No way. And I, I could not agree with you more, Pam. And what I love so much about what you just offered up is did you hear what she did there for your boss? She didn't say, oh, someday I hope to, or maybe one day I'll, she said, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, th to do this. And this is what Pam looks like in 2052. But what is Pam and what are you doing today to make sure that that becomes a reality? And I'm always reminding people of that. The most successful entrepreneurs, women in business uh, and thought leaders in the world are dreaming big, but they're taking action. Yes. Stay to make sure it's a reality. And I think COVID has really woken us up to like anything can happen at any Absolutely. Time. So, so Pam, let's talk about that a little bit. Like you've had this big career and now you're retired and you're consulting, you know, but you've, you've, I'm sure failed along the way. And, and in the improv theater, I have a background in improv, as you know, and yes, one of our mantras, and by the way, that's coming in real handy these days, like life is improv, isn't it? Especially yes. these days, right? We have no script. Um, but one of our mantras is that there are no mistakes, only gifts. And you're going to either win or learn, but you won't lose as long as you're right. Try. So talk to me. Uh, we love to hear the success stories. And I know you've got a big old box of awards, but I want to know about maybe a story that wasn't so rosy and how have you prevailed and risen uh, up against failure? You know, I, um, I, I, I love that question sometimes. And then I hate that question sometimes. Tell me this why. Of, I love it. This is one of those times I don't like that question, but I'm going to try to answer it. And the reason I don't like it, Judy, is I don't see failure. I really, really, really don't. 
Mm. But I know I've had them and I, yeah. I just call it something different. Um, I've had trials and tribulations. I've had things I've had to get over. But I, I if I have to think about what have I not succeeded at that I've wanted to succeed at, that to me is, is failure. If you want to do something and you cannot get it done, that falls in that category. For me, it's a lifelong journey of managing my weight. Mm. I am five foot two. I am too many pounds. <laughs> I have bounced up and down in my career from the time I was a, a, a first starting in business. You know, through college, I was all thin and cute and thought I was all this and that. Mm. And then I hit the workforce and bam. So. I say that and, and people might say, oh, it's weight, shut up. But no, 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 no. Let me tell you why it's important. Um, as a black woman, as a woman, as a black woman in business, whether you're in advertising, which is very male dominated, whether you're in sports, which is very male dominated, whether you're in, in any part of corporate America, the first thing people are going to do when you walk in the room is look at you. And people judge. So I've always known that I needed to, I felt anyway, that I needed to look a certain way. And I, so I would lose 70 pounds and look great. And then I'd gain them back. And I'd lose another 25, 40 pounds. And I'd gain it back. And I, I, I said to myself, what are you doing? Like, what are, my, my husband would say, you just thought you were cute and you started eating again. You know, you started doing the things that you, you started eating the wrong things. You slide a little bit here and there. You bought those cute clothes and I'm like, shut up. But with that said, that has been something I have not conquered. So I put it in the category of a failure, but I say it's a failure now because I am back on track once again to try to conquer that. This late in life, now I'm not doing it for the people that I walk into the room because I'm not walking in, into a job anymore. I have my own gig, right? Yeah. Um, but when I walk in the boardroom, I want to feel a certain way. When I, I, I want to do it for me. I want to do it for my health. COVID taught us all, have this great immune system. You might get through this thing, right? So I want to do it now for myself, for my family, for my husband. Um, and, and it's just hard. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I have not accomplished. With that said, every obstacle I had in business, I was able to overcome. So I cannot point to a business failure that held me back. There were certainly obstacles, but when you were raised by a black woman who was who raised six kids by herself, who said to you, there is not a white person who is better than you. And girl, there is not a, you're not better than any white person out there. Yes. <laughs> when she leveled that playing field for mama. me, she put me on the right path. And I know that's why I have gotten to where I am today. Yeah. So that's a long answer to your question. It's just, um, 
that's that's where I am right now. Well, and I appreciate your vulnerability. And I like you, I get asked that question on podcasts all the time and I hate it, but I love it because I think your answer of saying, here's why I hate this question is exactly why there are no mistakes, only gifts because yeah. your brain <laughs> is wired to see bad shit happening. Yes, yes a beautiful way to teach you something. And when you think about weight, I mean, I don't know many women in my life who don't struggle with weight. I am 44 years old. And I feel like when I hit 41, 42, everything changed. It is continuing to change. I look at a carb and I blow up, right? It is just like, it is, it is wild what happens to your body. But I think so much of, of how, how well we do on, on, on the outside stems from how much we love ourselves on the inside. So yes, I heard this the other day because you radiate, right? You radiate joy and, and confidence and you have a vibe about you. And I really believe that confidence is repeated attempts of doing really hard stuff, thriving Mm -hmm. and showing yourself that you, you can do it. And I heard the other day, someone say this and I'll offer it to you and see what it does for you. But she said, um, when you think of net worth, right? And, and your bank account or the success of your business and, you know, all that stuff. She was making the point that your self-worth, your self-worth is the cause because there's cause and effect of everything. Your sure. self-worth is what causes net worth, right? Mm. So, like you can't really have one without the other because if you I love have a it. shiny business and a shiny career, Girl, you got to shine on the inside. And so yes. people feel I love that. About, isn't that good? What do you think That's, about that? It's inspiring me. I, I, I absolutely love that because I think you can't, if you ever get to the point, and many of us have done this at different points. If you get to the point where you're measuring your value in money, you've yeah. lost. If you get to the point where you're measuring your value in what other people think of you, too late. Um, You have to think about how do I feel about myself? How do I feel about this world that I have created around me? Um, I measure my success sometimes, Judy, and how hard can I make somebody laugh? (laughs) I love that so much. how much. How much fun do we have in this house? sitting on the couch, watching something stupid. That's how I measure my value and my self-worth. Because if you can't have fun, if you can't joke, if you can't let it out like that, it's not worth it. No, It's just not worth it. You know, and and I know that sounds kind of corny, but having fun is so important. It's such a big part of, you call it radiating. But that's a big part of what people see. They see it in you. They see it in me. We just have a good time. Yes. We could be having the worst of days. Yes. <laughs> and if we make somebody laugh or make ourselves laugh or don't take ourselves too seriously, it's going to show. Oh, yeah. And if we're not, what's the point of being a boss and working so hard yeah. if we're not able to enjoy it? And if we're not having yeah. That's always a, a measure I use. And my team uses it against me too. They're like, oh, this is, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you you are, you do not seem like you're having fun. Now listen, we're gonna have to make bad, bad decisions and tough decisions and have sure. a hard conversation. Life's gonna, I don't wake up every day like 
popping off confetti, but most days I do. And that's a yeah, choice. Me too. And, yeah. And that's a choice. So let's talk about that real quick. So uh, a big part of what I teach is that your vibe, which is your mental wellness, emotional, physical, all that well-being affects your ability to thrive. You've heard me say that, which is really success as you define it. And I want to talk about that. So how are you? Uh, you mentioned sitting on the couch and watching funny shows. So what things are you doing, Pam, especially in a really tough world right now that is um scary and out of yeah. our control a little bit and kind of sad in most cases how are you taking care of your mental well-being so that you great question a wife as a human uh as a business owner right now great question i, I some of it is really simple um probably for the first time in my life i'm getting enough sleep Ooh. That's so important. That's big. Um, I, I have the luxury right now of when I'm tired, I go to bed. I can sleep as late as I want to. So I can sleep as long as I want to. What I've learned with that, though, is I don't need to sleep long. I don't need to sleep late. I'm not that girl. But when I worked, I would get four or five hours of sleep. I was exhausted all the time. And when I say when I worked, when I worked in corporate America, because I'm still working pretty hard right now. I know you are. <laughs> but I'm getting six, seven, eight hours, depending on what my body tells me it needs. So so, so that's one thing. The second thing, and I told a friend of mine this on the phone this morning, um, she she has been sick. She She had COVID and she's getting over it, but she's getting back to work. And she's just dying to get back on the computer and get back into the mix of things. And, and I said to her, I'm so content being at home. I'm so content not going out. I'm so content saying to Billy, we need these things from the grocery store. You go this time. I don't need to go. <laughs> and, and it's because I, I realize my, my role in this whole pandemic. My role is to stay safe. My role is to keep my family safe. And my role is to keep my 85-year-old mother safe. Yes. I am part of her caregiving community. Every two weeks, I visit her to help relieve my sister. And to do that, in order to do that, I have to stay put. Yes. Sure, I'd like to go out to lunch. I'd like to go visit so-and-so. I'd like to... I don't have to do that. I don't, you, you don't have to do that. So, so to be content, get yourself enough sleep, eat right. I mean, it's, it's so simple. It's those simple things that get you through these tough times and have the support system that you can, whether you're alone or whether you're with your family. Um, Zoom is amazing. Um, Ring Central is amazing. Just your iPhone is amazing when you can pick up the phone and look at someone else, whether you're in the room with them or not. Take advantage of that. A lot of people won't do that because they don't feel like the person is right there. Guess what? The person's right there. They're as close as they can be. Just, just take advantage of that. So I do those kinds of things. Um, I find every excuse I can not to exercise, <laughs> but I also realize that's the worst thing I can do. It's part of the struggle that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But that's also part that that's part of the equation. You've got to keep your body in good condition. 
Right. So yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but those Dude, are the beautiful those are the things that I do. And 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 Judy, the 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 other um, ritual that I do, sort of, I get up every morning with a cup of coffee. Before the coffee, actually, I walk through my house and I just check it out and I say, "This little thing's out of place. This thing's out of place." I I, I tidy myself mm-hmm. and I have my coffee and I sit and enjoy the morning alone. My husband's still sound asleep. Oh, is it? That and, and I just, I'm, I spend that time being grateful for the things that I do have, as opposed to worrying about the things you don't have, mm-hmm. because we have so much. We all have so much. We just don't even know. We don't even know. And you can't be grateful and pissed off at the same time, right? Oh, no. It doesn't no. work. Your brain, literally, hello, science won't eat. <laughs> like, Neurons do not fire that way in your brain. So I, I, I love that you have that like early morning ritual. For me, I do that too, because my husband sleeps in late as well. He gets up like seven-ish and I'm more like six o'clock and I quiet and I have the coffee and I'm a tidier too. I, I like things, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm OCD, but I do yeah, I'm not in a certain way. And I just, maybe I'll shuffle around the dishes and move some dish towels around or, you know, yes. out of place. But I do some of that too. And I just... And and I do my vibe and thrive journal and I really planner rather. And I just have that like first 30, 60 minutes to myself. And it, it's I amazing. It. I treasure it so much. It's amazing. Yeah. So can we talk about, uh, we got to talk about the MBA. Okay. How the heck did you do this? I love it. You have this big, beautiful career and the MBA is iconic on so many, so many levels. So it is. what brought you to the NBA and remind me, how long were you there in a marketing capacity? I was at the NBA a little less than five years, Okay, um, but I was a client of the NBA for six years before that. So I had been around those guys and there was a lot of guys. There are a few women, but there are a lot of guys. I've been around them for over a decade um, as their client and then as they're uh, in the organization with them. And I knew, as I told you, I charted my path. I knew long before I got the gig as CMO of the NBA that I wanted to be CMO of the NBA. Mm. And I knew it for several reasons. I was at a job where I was a vice president, senior vice president of marketing with a huge budget. But I knew that I eventually wanted to be on a board. And I knew boards didn't want senior vice presidents of marketing. They want you to have a C in front of your name, whether you're CIO, CEO, CFO, or CMO. So I needed the CMO title. I also knew that my love was marketing, which is what I've done for 40 years, and that my passion was also sports. And my favorite sport is basketball. I love it. So there was only one job for me in this universe, Judy, Ugh. like in this whole universe. And you got it. <laughs> with, with that said, the NBA did not have a CMO. They didn't even have the title of CMO. Wow. They had a senior vice president of advertising. And when I started talking to them, they didn't have the job. And we talked and we talked and we talked. And eventually, and I credit Adam Silver, who's the current commissioner, and Mark Tatum, who's the deputy commissioner. When Adam took over as commissioner from David Stern, God rest his soul, uh, David was a great commissioner. But when he stepped down, Adam said, we need a CMO. And Mark, who had I had been his client, said, 
we need a CMO. And Mark said, I got one. I know who we should talk to. And my husband and I were in Barcelona on our 20th wedding anniversary. And Mark called me with some bogus story about something. And I'm like, Mark, we've been talking for a while. What do you really want? And he's like, well, we're going to make a CMO and we want to know if you're interested in the job. My answer, Judy, and I kid you not, my answer, Billy was standing right there. My answer was, Mark, I can leave right now and come to New York. I can leave Billy in Barcelona. This anniversary thing he can do by himself. <laughs> Let me just... Yes. And he's like, no, finish your anniversary, please. Right, right. Uh, but come see us when you're done. And right. I, I went in and I talked to Mark. I talked to Adam. Um, we went through all the things we had to go through. And I became the CMO of the NBA. My dream job, let me tell you. Yeah. I had wished for it, wanted it, mapped it out. It, yeah. it, it didn't just happen. I want, I want to make that clear. It didn't just happen. It was work. It took time. It took energy. And it took effort. But it was also my dream job. And this is the this is even probably the more important part of it. Um, I was in my dream job and I left my dream job. And I left it because I knew that the next step is I wanted to sit on paid boards. Not I mean, I love nonprofit. I'm on a lot of those. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I wanted to be paid for my brain. Yeah. And the NBA at the time did not allow executives to sit on boards. So I knew I had to leave in order to do the next step of my career. And I took that leap and it was, it's a little scary because you're doing exactly what you want to do, but you also know back to failure. If you don't take that step, you're going to fail at that next step because there's no way you can get it unless you make this move. But while there, it was amazing. Um, There's a lot of uh, guys, but there's also a lot of really smart women. Mm, Um, I love to hear that. It's a beautiful game. Um, it's 24-7 because the games themselves are played at night and on the weekends, but all the work happens during the day. And then you're at games at night and you're working while you're at those games. You're not playing while you're at those games. Yes. But it was amazing. It was amazing. Some of my best times ever. And um, it gave me global experience, which I loved. And, and I still have a ton of friends in that office when they go back to that office. Yeah. I still have a ton of friends there. So uh, it, it was it was an amazing experience for me. I love I have chills like the, the moment you said they didn't even have a CMO position yeah. and that it was, you know, I, I of course, am a, a dreamer and I, I live a, in yeah. the clouds a lot. But what makes me different is that I understand to get anything you want and to yes. put dreams down from the clouds. You have you to do. be smart and strategic. And so as you were telling that story, I got goosebumps for sure, because you really uh, worked hard, but also had been dreaming about like you, yeah. you manifested it with absolutely your heart. And, and what, what I would tell you, Judy, and what I would, what I would say to your audience is what we tend to do is give up too soon. Yes. You know, we, we have this thing that we are really passionate about. Yes. And then we have this thing that we go to work and do every day. And they're not the same thing. The hard work comes when you say, I love this. How do I turn that into something that's going to pay me? And the the weight and the energy and the effort with the NBA job was the thing that brought those two things together. What we tend to do as individuals, though, is we see these two separate things and we go, it's never going to happen. 
So this thing that we love simply ends up being something we don't get paid for. And therefore, you know what we call that? A hobby. Hobby. We do our hobbies and then we go to work and get paid for something else. Yes. Girl, bring those things together. You can always find a way. Um, and then you're happy every single moment that you're in that role or in that job or doing that thing, because that's really what you think about singers and think about writers and think about performers. That's what they love to do and they get paid for it. They get paid for it. Yes. I, I believe that's the real American dream, right? Finding out what you love to do and then being smart enough to monetize it and brave enough to put in the work. And we're always talking about that in the fear boss community. Like it's really hard to thrive in this life. If you are not willing to do the hard work in order to earn everything you want, right? Like I love to speak. I love to perform. I love to write. How can I find a way to get, how can I DJ, remix? I always joke, like, I feel like I'm a DJ, an idea DJ. My job, nothing's really original. My yeah. job is to make it original. And you're a marketer. You yes. have 40 years of marketing. So I want to talk to you about that real quick before we end with our rapid fire. But I feel like my job and your job as anyone who wants to build any sort of business, we have a lot of budding entrepreneurs and a lot of people who are, um, it's like straight out of COVID, a lot of budding entrepreneurs coming out of COVID right now because they're furloughed or they're out of work. Yes. Um, Your job is to find a way to solve a problem with what it is that you love, but to remix the idea in a way that's original. Absolutely. And I'm always, you know, people have been talking about courage and fear and high performance habits for as long as I've been around in confidence, but nobody is me and nobody is you. And no one has our stories, our dialect, our perspective. No one dances like me no one thinks like me no one looks like me no one is me that's right that's no right one is you and that is your power so there's a there's a big a big component of self-trust and self-love as you sort absolutely. of absolutely you know launch out into the unknown of entrepreneurship that said pam you've got yeah. four years of experience in marketing what do we need to know? We've got a lot of entrepreneurs and like I said, budding business owners listening. And I am obsessed with marketing. I, I believe <laughs> all about how you position and package things. I think it's about how you solve problems. And I think it's creating more teach, like learn from me content instead of mm-hmm. looking at content. So talk to me and your experience. Like what, what is like the best piece of marketing advice you've ever gotten or something You'd love to give this group as we think about putting ourselves, because marketing can feel scary. Yeah. I think the best um, advice that I would give about it is it is as simple as you, it is simpler than you think it is, but it is harder to do than you would ever imagine. Mm. Think about that. A lot of people look at a commercial or they look at something on the line or they look at, whatever. And they go, Oh, I could have done that. No, you couldn't have. No, you couldn't. You're not trained. You're not experienced. There are people that do this for a living Back up. It just, it's kind of like <laughs> the women in the WNBA, Ooh. the women in the WNBA said all the time when I, when I was in that role, they would say people would walk up to them on the street, especially men mm-hmm. and say, I bet I could beat you in a game oh. of basketball. And they would go, no, you can't. No, let's but give they would think because they were men mm-hmm. and because these were women, I can beat you in a game of ball. And some of those women would take them out on the court and clean them up. Yes. So 
The marketing is like that is not as easy as it looks. I love that analogy. It's such a good analogy. <laughs> but, but with marketing, it is really simple. And that's where people go wrong. They try to complicate it too much. Think about marketing yourself. And when you think about marketing yourself, what are your best qualities? What do you want to put forth to the world? They're going to find your faults. Don't tell them about them. Let them find them. They're going to find them anyway, by the way. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, especially these so, days. So put forth your best effort and call that you. You know, that, that is the true you. And, and that's how you market yourself. Most people just don't realize that it's actually that simple. Um, it, it, but it is. Oh, I love that. It, you know, I, I, I have been known to overthink a time or two, I, <laughs> a, a lifelong. I, I think most people have acute anxiety these days. And I'm like, well, welcome to my brain for the last 20 years. <laughs> I've had anxiety before anxiety became like cool. Um, so, uh, I, yes. I, but I, but I, Judy, I think about something that you do real quick. I, and you taught me this like that. Mm. I do these really, really long to do lists and I don't get them done. And you talk about time blocking. Yes. Look how simple that concept is. Yeah. It is so much simpler than a to-do list that's this long. Right. And that's what I mean by simplifying things. Simplify things like that in your life. So good. So and simple doesn't mean easy. And that's what people it get. It doesn't mean easy. Like I Not have this. All. Yes. I have this Peloton bike in my basement and everybody's like, oh, does that work? I'm like, It'll work if you work. Like if you're willing to work, it'll work. Will this will this vibe and thrive planner that we've been talking about? We talked about it before we got on the call and I'm totally sending you one, but like, will it work? Yeah. But will you work? Right. So right. yes, to your point. Yes, that is so true. And the more we are willing to show up for ourselves, to commit and to do the hard work, we can really, we can really do big, bold, incredible things. Yes. And Pam, you continue to do that. You're you're such a badass. You are. I am so glad <laughs> my you. my career that is the two loves, right? I get paid to do what I love. I'm so yes. glad that brought me into your stratosphere. And I just uh, am really grateful you gave me some of your time today. And I know this thank you. And I love you so, Pam. I want to end by asking you a few fun questions, but okay. before we do that, what's the best way for, um, you know, our community to stay, stay in touch with you? Where do you prefer that they go and how do they get to know Pam Eel? Um, I have an Instagram page. I Ooh. also have a website, but you can also email me and I'll talk to anybody anytime. Pam it. at Pam I welcome all. I love it. I will link up to everything, Pam, in the show notes. Thank you. Thank well, we're going to have some fun before we get you out of here. Number okay. one, and this isn't on my list, but I do need to know, what is your NBA team? What's your team? Oh, my gosh. I don't have a team. I have. I love players. Okay. My okay, good, good. That's where I'm going next. That's where okay. I'm going next. Okay. So, well, how about this? Let me ask you this question and then you tell me who your favorite player is because maybe okay. it's one of these players. But I got to ask the question. I'm a, Sh a Chicago, my married is Chicagoan. I live oh, in no, Ohio. I know what the question is. I, I got to know Jordan or LeBron because my, my stepsons say LeBron and me and my husband say Jordan. So where are you LeBron at? LeBron all day. No way. All day oh. long. Oh my gosh. I thought you'd say Jordan. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Here's the good news. Before, when I worked at the NBA, I couldn't have said either of those, but yeah. LeBron now you're free to say it. Now you're free to say it. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite player of all time then? Um, see, so I'm in the moment still. My favorite player since I started following um, prior to the NBA was Chris Paul. Chris is head of the Players Association. Everybody that knows me knows that Chris Paul is my basketball boo. Oh, I love and it. And so there's no touching okay. Chris. Um, he's moved around a few times. He's going to be in Phoenix this year. So Phoenix will now be my favorite team because of Chris Paul. Okay. I love it. I love it. You've got a basketball boo, which is amazing. Not many people can say <laughs> they have that. Uh, what's your hype song? What song just gets you in a good mood? Oh, I, I do have a hype. I have a serious official hype song. Let's go. It's a country music song because I love country music. Yes. My favorite singer is Gretchen Wilson, and she has a song called I'm Here for the Party. And my favorite line is I'm here for the party and I ain't leaving till they throw me out. Oh, that's so every cute. time I give a speech, Judy, I walk into that song. Yes. Because I need that song in my life. You need to go listen to it. Gretchen Wilson. Gretchen Wilson, here, right? Here yeah. for the party. Here for yep. the party. I love that. So good. Uh, who is the coolest or most inspiring person you've ever met? Oh my gosh. Um, famous or not famous? What? Any, anything goes. You could give me one of each if you want. So I, I, I'm in, in my line of work over the years. I've met a ton and ton of, ton of famous people. One of the coolest famous people I ever met was Patti LaBelle because wow. she's just this diva, as you know, Legend. but she's so down to earth. I know, I know. I mean, we're both but bowing. I, I think about people that are in my life and have touched my life. This guy's also kind of famous. Um, I think of Maverick Carter. And I don't know if you know Maverick, but Maverick is CEO of Spring Hill Productions. He also works with LeBron James. He was LeBron's uh, business manager. He does a lot of his deals. Um, but I've known Maverick for over 10 years and I've watched him come up as a young man, young black man to this enormous CEO. And his, his work and his life inspires me every day. Oh. But I have so many people, as I said at the beginning, that inspire me. My husband inspires me. We've been married almost 30 years, and I'm inspired by him every single day. So beautiful. I love that. What about books? I know you love to read. What's your favorite? What's the best pers oh. personal development book has changed your life the most? Okay, um, there's, there's a ton of those, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real simple on this one. There's one called The Four Agreements. Oh, yes. And it's a tiny little book. You know, it's like this. And it, it talks about the four things that you need to do to literally change your life. Yes. Um, and of those four agreements, the one that I'm trying to work on the most is to be impeccable with your word. Ugh. If you're going to tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. do it. The hardest of the four principles is one that says, do not assume or judge. It's so hard not to assume or judge people. So I'm working on that one next. But right now I'm working on being impeccable with my work. Oh, it's such a good book. Yes. It's a great Thank book. You. I might need to read that one. It's, you could read it every year. It's, it's yes. such a beautiful reminder. Yeah. 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 Um, what is the best purchase you have made? Now we're, we're in COVID. So who knows? This is, you never know what you're going to learn, but uh, what is the best thing you've bought under a hundred dollars in the last six months? Um, 
I have two shirts that are long shirts. So they come down to my knees. And I used to shop and buy a lot of big, beautiful, expensive pieces of clothing. I paid $15 each for these shirts. And I am not kidding you. I wear them every other day. Every, where did you get these shirts? Every other day at a little teeny department store in Lynchburg, Virginia. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. And it's, you, you wash and wear and like, Everybody should have one of these. They're 15 bucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if there is a link to buy them, let me know and I'll put them in the show notes. But you, we, we we might be out of luck. This might be a small town uh, random. <laughs> they might be gone. They're probably gone now, but uh, that's awesome. I love being cozy. And so I love yes. when uh, you find something so perfect like that. Uh, last question for you, Pam. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ah, oh, the best piece of advice, and and I, I would say this is best because I've received it many times, and that is, it's so simple, but it is to be yourself. Um, I One time, it was well over 30 years ago, which is the first time I heard it, was from uh, the president of the agency that I worked for at the time, advertising agency. We had done a, a pitch for, um, a client. And when I did my part of the pitch, I kind of leaned over the table and said my piece. And then I sat back, you know, all stiff like. But when I leaned over the table, I must have got broke character a little bit. And when we were doing the review, the president of the agency said, you know, Pam, when you leaned over the table, there's this raw nature about you that worked for you. And all I heard, Judy, was him saying I was raw. Uh, but what he, re it, I took it as an insult, what he meant it as a compliment, because he said there's a raw nature about you that works for you. Yeah. And after I got over being pissed at him, I realized what he said. Yes. So from that moment, I have been perfecting this raw nature <laughs> because you have to be yourself. You can't, you know, you can't be anybody else. Those jobs are all taken. Um, so that's the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And I am not prim and proper. I am not this stoic person. I do laugh and giggle sometimes at all the wrong places. Oh, gosh. I do oh, lean gosh. over the table when I talk to people. So uh, being yourself is the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And that's the piece of advice I give to everybody that I meet. It's so good. And I love that you got that life-changing advice from someone on the outside. Sometimes yeah. it takes someone outside of your brain to remind you of the power you've always had. And absolutely, as women, uh, you know, we are kind of told to like, it in a pretty little box and play it safe and be a good girl. Absolutely. And, you know, if there's any bad advice I've ever gotten was it's to be a good girl. It is way more fun to be a bad girl. Now it doesn't oh. mean bad things, but no. I rattle the cage a little. And I do yes. that uh, so that I, I don't um, drum up media. I don't, I don't do basic. I don't like mediocrity, right? <laughs> I love Girl, I, I don't think you can even spell basic. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Let's get it out of the dictionary. Can we please? Let's remove it from the dictionary. But yes, I love to rattle the cage. And sometimes it does take people outside of my yes. 
well to remind me of some of these things that I have inside of me and yes. just have to trust. And, you know, Pam, you, you, you have just given me um, a lot of light and a lot of good energy today. And I'm just so grateful for the gift of you and the gift of your time and for spending a little slice of it here with us on the Yes And Show. So uh, thank you for being here. And I know they're going to love you. You are. You thank are. you, Judy. I, I am honored um, <laughs> to have been your guest. Okay, Fear Boss, I hope you loved listening to my conversation with Pam. You got to let me know what your favorite part was on Instagram. Make sure you tag me on social media to let me know that you're listening. And don't forget, don't you forget to leave a quick review if you found this episode helpful in any way. I can't wait to be here with you next week. Until then, keep vibing and thriving.